0: Welcome to Revive Midgety Podcast. As we enter the month of February, we're reminded of, you know, some of the more notable holidays is Valentine's Day and our connections that usually get, um, you know, we can actually have have struggles with just how we connect. You know, Valentine's Day a lot of times promotes how we relate in a romantic sense, but how do we relate to our friends, family, community, church, wherever you're at, sometimes can speak louder and actually impact us more. I want to also share that we have a new guest. Her name is Delia. Um, Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your insight and being part of the discussion today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here.
0: I also want to share, I don't know if you know um, in the UK, but in the States, if you are in crisis, if you, uh, you need professional help, it's 988. But um, whatever, I don't like reinventing the wheel, especially being in the mental health field, working in the mental health field. I would suggest what works. Whether, if it's a pastor, if it's a, if it's a community of friends or family, uh, I think as adults, it's hard for us to ask those three-word question, I need help. <laughs> we don't want to say it a lot of times we're just like well i I got this i got this and sometimes uh, it can make a big difference and we're talking about our connections today which actually help us ask those questions (laughs) so are we able to connect um maybe maybe we're not where we would like to be but it's definitely beneficial when we try to address it i'm gonna start with a quote because people say better than i do all the time there's the person's name is millard And he says, for community to be whole and healthy, it must be based on people's love and concern for each other. What comes to mind when you hear this quote?
1: Well, I'm reminded of another quote that says, no man is an island, which Hmm. is so true. We all need each other, no matter how strong we might feel we are at some point in, in life we do need the support and help of people around us to be able to make it through certain situations.
0: And, you know, a lot of times, you know, it's okay to be alone sometimes. Sometimes we need a breather, you know, have our time, put our boundaries up, but there's a sense of belonging that could be very helpful, you know, especially um, in a community sense. Connecting has appeared increasingly hard nowadays you know i've noticed especially the pace of life it's like uh how are you delia i'm busy (laughs) okay where does it go like where's that conversation go like okay um but i'm gonna ask you what would you say to those people who say that they don't have enough time to connect and why why would you say it's important especially today
1: Having that connection with people is very important. I would I would think that it's something that's extremely important because if you don't have it, mm-hmm. um, your life would not be as full and as rich as it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can get help and support. From having other people in your life, if you're just trying to do everything on your own, mm-hmm. sometimes you know that can lead to mental stress and you know and and uh, mental illness. So it's it's so important that we reach out. And mm-hmm. I know that there are some people out there. Mm-hmm. They they like to help. Mm. You know, there are some people out there, they're the first person mm. to help if somebody needs help. Yeah. But when it's their turn, when they need help and somebody reach out to them, mm. then, you know, they, they kind of, they don't want, they don't really want to accept the help. They struggle to accept the help. But mm. um, it is really important that you accept help because we, we need each other. We need each other at some point in time. And that connection can be a lifesaver sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kind of, for me, I, I, working in the mental health field, it's humbling. <laughs> it's actually mm-hmm. kind of, you know, the idea of, uh, I kind of jokingly say that as humans, we're both impressive and unimpressive at the same time, <laughs> at the same state. So a lot of times mm. that um, I need people. I'm not as good at yeah. thing, you know. Um, at the same time, even if you're an introvert, and I know you know I can say that, but even introverts need people. They need to be connect. You know, they may need to connect in a different setting, but like you said, it's it's very important, especially in those moments. You don't know what the next day will bring you. You know, we just got through. COVID years, you know, several years of COVID, a lot of people lost people, you know, a lot of people yeah. no longer, the, there's another, there's an extra seat at the table and grief, mm-hmm. time. grief takes time to sort through and to, to process. And during that grief, you know, uh, connecting is more vital to connect with us. A lot of times we, yeah, at the same time, you know knowing you know having the ebb and flow and, and this this month is our connection so it's not just oh i'm going to help everyone like you suggested i'm going to help everyone but when people want to help me no 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 uh, i think as adults i know it's different culturally you know culture to culture but i would say as adults it's hard for us to receive a gift <laughs> once you hit uh, at an age when you're like teenagers and younger, you're like, Yeah, give me everything. <laughs> I'll take it. But later on, you're like, I don't want anything from anyone. I want to prove that I could do by myself. But sometimes yes. that can be the biggest barrier when it comes to connecting with others. Yes.
1: Yeah. That, you are so right with that. And sometimes, unfortunately, we realize our error when that person is no longer around. You know that Mm -hmm. we fail to connect with them and we see the importance of connecting with people you know when they're not no longer around so it could be your family your church members your friends take time to connect now me personally Mm -hmm. i am more task oriented right I focus on tasks and getting tasks done
2: mm-hmm.
1: but um, I find myself evolving and and, and um, becoming people purpose um, people purpose
2: mm-hmm.
1: in terms of stopping and chatting with somebody finding mm-hmm. out how they're doing uh, yes so I, I find I'm becoming more people purpose and i'm deliberately doing that because i realize that mm. there are people out there who are suffering mm. you know some of them are suffering in silence they don't know what to do they don't know where to go and they feel lost and they need somebody to reach mm. out and mm. send something to them we hear many stories of of um people saying that oh you know i'm so glad that you you spoke to me because i was going to commit suicide or do something to hurt myself but Mm -hmm. then because you reached out to Mm -hmm. me i i did not do it any any longer so you can actually save lives by connecting and, Mm -hmm. and reaching out to people so it's very very important
0: yeah it's the idea of the power of presence like i'm here talking with you but if I had my phone in front of me the whole time kind of <laughs> looking at you sort of not really connecting you know I'm like I'm, 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 I'm you know at the same time you could be like well I, I'm super busy but there's only 24 hours in the day you know so it's really about prioritizing we're not going to get more time but I think what you, you mentioned something that made me think also about some of the problems, or some of the things that we go through when we process through, it's not going to be fixed in one session. And I know being task-oriented, sometimes you you know it's nice to get something done, completed. You're like, wow, it looks nice. You know, maybe maybe you cleaned your house, you, whatever it is, you cleaned this area. Like, wow, I feel good, I feel accomplished. Unfortunately, when it comes to some of the things that we internalize, there's steps. And some of those steps don't, ha- don't have answers yet because it takes time to get to those answers. But I like what Rachel Naomi um, Remen says. Perhaps the secret of living well is not having all the answers, but in pursuing unanswerable questions in good company. It's kind of funny how she kind of changes it at the end. But I think a lot of the curiosity of, I guess, you know, the idea of I don't have the answers yet. But let's try to see if we can work through it, you know, kind of idea. Especially if it's a long problem, I'm struggling with this for some time. It's kind of unfair to put that much pressure that you're going to solve it in one sitting, or in one week, or in one month. That, so that, yeah. So that is that is very true, Robert.
1: And um, what came to mind when you were saying that quotation mm. is is the fact that. At times, sometimes, you know, you might be going through a very hard um, struggle, mm. difficult um, situation. Mm-hmm. But when you have somebody going through it with you, there with you, it, mm. it, it doesn't necessarily solve the situation, but it can make it a bit lighter. It mm-hmm. can make, you know, it, you, it can give you more, more see that, uh, you know, uh, strength to, to, to carry on and, and, and go through. So having somebody there with you, having that connection mm. with somebody who really cares about you and who has your interests at heart, mm. that can make a huge difference mm-hmm. um, in the outcome of of, of, of of some difficult situations.
0: Yeah, I feel like the heaviness that can actually... Build up in our in our own minds. We could be our worst critics. We could kind of we could procrastinate to paralysis. <laughs> we could just you know, and a lot of times it's it's not that um, we want to solve the problem, but a lot of times when we're connected, it, it does. You know, one of the words, one of the things I noticed especially working with people, is that loneliness is is. Is not to how I say, minimize that the loneliness makes the if someone there's a difference in context of the verbiage of being alone. I choose to be alone today. I'm gonna work on things. Loneliness in the context of what I'm speaking of is a state. I'm lonely. Like I could be around thousands of people, I'm still lonely. And I've seen a lot of damaging choices, a lot of damaging. Um things can surround it it could be you could end up being bitter you know about you know whatever you feel you have been wronged there's a lot of things what loneliness can and a lot of times we don't talk about in the context of lonely because it seems that we we feel that oh that's that's something you fix on your own you know that kind of thing but loneliness i think is is something that it it's important to recognize if you're struggling that way and find people that connect with you well. And I think, um, like Na- Rachel and Naomi mentioned, just just understanding and, like you mentioned, finding pieces of that puzzle. Whether it's at home, whether it's at church, whether it's at work, whether wherever you congregate, you know, you'll be surprised the impact you have. <laughs> in both ways when you do connect um, I mm. want to ask you a question to switch gears, what has helped you to stay connected with those around you and we're going to uh, give you a moment uh, soon after this to share a little bit about your story but what has helped you stay connected to those around you and what did not help you stay connected
1: okay, what has helped me stay connected Um well just wanting to be a part of like let's say my family's life Mm -hmm. yes just wanted to be a part of their life try and support and help them in whatever way i can Mm
2: -hmm. that
1: that drives me and my concern the love that i have for them Mm -hmm. you know the concern that i have for them wanting to make sure that they're doing all right Uh, that helps me to make sure that i stay connected Mm -hmm. to them okay and also in relation to like my church Mm -hmm. members church yes in church what has helped me to stay connected is that you know um knowing that we are all on us on the same journey Mm
2: -hmm. you know
1: we are all Christians on a similar journey Mm -hmm. and, and I like to share certain experiences that I have, give testimony when God has done something for me. I like to share my testimony and so on. Um, so, so that helps me to stay connected with Mm -hmm. the the church members as well. So yeah, basically that's it. You know, the love that Mm -hmm. I have for people, um, sharing my testimony of god's goodness and Mm -hmm. what has not helped me Uh, believe it or not i naturally i am an introvert Mm -hmm. and i could stay (laughs) it's quite (laughs) funny It's, um, (laughs) it's quite funny right because i can stay by myself without Saying a word to anybody for like a whole day,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know that's how introvert I am. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, at times I can meet somebody for the first time, and and start chatting with them as though I knew them a long time. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm kind of a it's kind of a two way two way um, personality that I have going on there. So it, 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 it's, it's, a, it's a learning curve for me to to like really reach out and connect mm-hmm. with people. So sometimes because of my personality, my introvert, that help that prevents me from really connecting at times, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, it, I, instead of saying anything and reaching out, I just stay by myself and stay quiet. Yeah. I'm afraid yes. of what people might say as well. You know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so that's that that kind of helps me to like just stay back and not connect it.
0: Yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting because a lot of times people, you know, when it comes to the social anxiety or the socializing, whether it be in church or whether whatever environment, if you're more like like you described, more of an introvert, t- it's suggested to try to share something, <laughs> and if you're <laughs> an extrovert that can't stop talking is just to listen (laughs) it's kind of like you kind of change roles there um you can only practice what you practice and you can only get better at what you kind of so it's not so much like you're going to be like okay i'm now an expert because now i talked more no it's just that you get more familiar if you're not connecting with anyone it's kind of a trial uh yeah um
1: it's about having the right balance, yeah. knowing when to talk and knowing when to be quiet. Okay, exactly, <laughs>
2: it's about exactly.
1: Having the right balance,
0: but the practice element is important. Like if you're if you're if you're prone to kind of like not talk to, it's going to be increasingly difficult to maybe socialize or, especially if there's a conflict or something that you're speaking to some people who are not very happy about certain things, it gets more it may get harder if you're not normally communicating and, yeah. and at least making that attempt to be intentional, with trying to communicate better. Because it's one of the things that, especially nowadays, because we're all so busy, we overlook. Um, I also do like that you mentioned family. I think a lot of times when we think about like mental illness or something of that nature, um I last year, I remember for a podcast, I put as the theme for Mental Health Awareness Month is May in the States, is remembering their names. So the thing is, a lot of times uh, the names have a lot of depth and value to something. If you like, so I'm, if I'm not connected to, if I don't understand mental health because I don't have family members or friends who are dealing with it, that's understandable. And we should be a little Mm -hmm. bit forgiving for our family. (laughs) our parents and people older than us because it wasn't a thing then but however um if you remember the names it's a little bit different so the grandparent may not really understand mental health but they may understand that they don't like their granddaughter to be sad or struggling or whatever Mm. that may be so Mm. it's kind of remembering her names, not so much the illness or whatever that may be and i think that's Mm. fundamentally when we personalize it understand that it can be helpful how we connect and even relate to things we're not really familiar with Um, yeah
1: I agree and also trying to like put yourself in the other person's shoe Mm -hmm. trying to understand things from their point of view that Mm -hmm. can be very helpful as well
0: yeah like the old thing uh, quick to listen, slow to speak a lot of times just giving ourselves a little moment before we just say Mm -hmm. what's in our mind right away um we can learn a lot i think a lot of the most uh insightful uh, you know contemplative thoughts happen when i'm thinking about something that i didn't agree with or i didn't really understand and Mm -hmm. flushing that out it may take time but if you give yourself Mm -hmm. time and not say i don't have time for this or you kind of prioritize hey i want to be better at connecting well, if I didn't want to be better connected, then I wouldn't really care about understanding what's happening around me in regards to people. So it starts from, why are we doing this? And now I want to give a little bit of moment. Um, i like to give new guests and returning guests a time to a little share a little about your story, what brought you here, a little bit what you feel comfortable with sharing, and then... Anything you want to share with the audience, I'll put it in the notes if, they, if you want to share something that they could look up or what have you. The floor is yours.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much uh, for that. Mm. My, I have written a book um, that is called You Can Be Happy Again, Bouncing mm. Back After Infidelity, Betrayal, and Loss it made number one for new releases on amazon it's it is available on amazon and this book came out of a very dark period of my life and i do feel as though um i have found my purpose Mm. and sometimes when you go through difficulties you know you you come out on the other side Mm -hmm. And you, you, you in, in return you find your purpose
2: mm-hmm.
1: No, um, My husband Had an affair with my best friend
2: mm-hmm.
1: And He got her pregnant um, mm-hmm. While he was a leader in the church
2: mm-hmm.
1: And You would understand The Emotional trauma And the depression And everything that I would have gone through For yeah. over Three years I suffered in silence Mm -hmm. and nobody knew what I was going through. Not even my mother. I told what I was going through and because of that, I realized that there are people out there who are suffering in silence as well. They Mm -hmm. don't know what their next step would be. They're confused. They're depressed. And this is the reason why I decided to write this book. Mm. And we are talking about connection here. And I remember while I was going through that, um, one of my friends, she offered to help me because I had two young children (laughs) at the time, ages nine and two. And sometimes I was so depressed, Mm. you know, just lying in bed under covers, crying, and not having any energy to do anything, not even to not even to make a meal for my kids and one of my friends she, thank god for her you know she volunteered and um she came up and and stayed with me so that mm. she can help me you know with the kids and so on and kind of help me through that mm. now if i did not accept that mm. help you know yeah. that connection mm. i'm sure my story would have ended a bit differently mm-hmm. but I, I accept because some people when they're going through difficulties they mm-hmm. it's like they don't want anybody around. they just want to be by themselves they, you know they they, they they pull away from everybody yeah even those who care about them they pull away
2: mm-hmm. and it's
1: not a, it's not the best thing to do because mm-hmm. when you're going through difficulties you need help you need support Mm -hmm. So I accepted my friend's help and my support. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: looking back, I am so happy that I did. Mm -hmm. And even going through that experience, Mm -hmm. I remember the trauma was so much on my body,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. on me, Mm -hmm. that I vomited at one point physically vomited because of you know the the trauma that i was going through because every time i saw them together it's like a ball of negative feelings just rose up within me Mm -hmm. the anger the hurt the pain and everything the resentment everything just rose up inside of me and it it was not just affecting me mentally it started to affect me physically as well where i actually vomited one point and somebody said to me she said dealer you need to forgive them mm-hmm. and believe it or not from the time i forgive them those negative feelings just went
2: mm-hmm.
1: and there was just like a calm mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm saying that to say forgiveness it is so important Mm -hmm. you know in in, in, uh, making it through your difficult situations and even in going through difficult situations I remember I I even fainted at one point Mm -hmm. the trauma can be so much that I even fainted at one point Mm
2: -hmm. but
1: one of the things that I would like to share with our listeners is that whenever you're going through whatever the situation is it doesn't have to be the same thing like me and mm-hmm. um, as christians always remember that god is right there with you
2: mm-hmm.
1: you are not alone
2: mm-hmm. he is
1: right there with you and mm-hmm. i remember one day i was lying in bed very depressed and sad crying you know
2: mm-hmm.
1: and my nine-year-old son came in the room Mm-hmm. And he picked up the Bible that was on the dresser mm-hmm. next to the bed and he gave it to me. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, he gave me three texts and mm. he, he didn't have any paper or anything. He just called them out from his memory, from his mind.
2: Mm.
1: And one of the texts were was, um, For I know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. Mm. Romans 2, 28. Mm -hmm. And two other texts Which I share in my book Right Mm -hmm. And In that moment I felt like God was Speaking to me Because Mm -hmm. these texts brought so much comfort Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Comfort to me It's like it's just the right thing that I needed In that moment So no matter what you're going through Remember that God is right there With you it Mm. can get lonely and we talk about loneliness
2: Mm. you know i
1: was very i I was feeling lonely Mm. because i was married for over over 10 years Mm -hmm. and now you know all of a sudden i'm by myself
2: Mm.
1: and that was a big change for me i'd lost my husband and my best friend yeah so it, it it was i felt lonely but then again i kept looking for the hand of God look for the hand of God whenever you're going through um these difficult times and do not be afraid or don't push people away accept the help mm. because you need it and and it will it will help you get through
2: the tough times
0: uh, you know I I was listening to your story I just remember um forgiveness you know one thing about mm-hmm. forgiveness is
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's not that you it's not that you you don't agree with what happened to you but you forgive yeah. so you can move on the, the, one thing, the one thing that I would say is um, kind of mirroring your story a little bit but um, I was in the military I was struggling and issues I didn't know mental health or whatever I came out went to you know support group and I was bitter you know why because I didn't had no support when I was in there I just felt like all these other people and even though I was right Delia in, in like maybe rationally right I was wrong and I'll tell you why because it didn't help me one lick it actually kind of it kind of made it longer you know it made me more it took longer to get to the point where uh, it was like even though I was right like these people but at the end of the day I was just hurt it took, exactly. me longer to get, I, I exactly. took me longer to get through that healing because I thought mm-hmm. being right was more important than, you know, just being, you know, that you're going through it, you know, in, in that regard, so.
1: I un- I understand what you're saying there, Robert. And there's this famous quotation <laughs> quote that comes to my mind. It says, Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting mm-hmm. the other person to die.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and i remember one morning while in my in my devotions Mm -hmm. um this came into my spirit and it says unforgiveness is like breathing in and never breathing out can you imagine breathing in and never breathing out yeah we have to have an outlet to let out the pain and the hurt and the anger and the resentment. We have to have an outlet to let it out. And mm. forgiveness mm. is the way of just letting all of these out. And what a lot of people don't realize is that forgiveness help, helps the forgiver more than the forgivee. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Because I was there mm-hmm. suffering so much because I didn't forgive them. You know, all this negative emotions and and the tension and all of that. I was suffering. And it's not until I forgive that that went. And I benefited. And that was a major part of my healing process. So Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people out there that they can't heal. They're not healing because Mm -hmm. they have all of these negative feelings Mm -hmm. bottled up inside they haven't forgiven. You haven't mm-hmm. tried to move on.
0: And, you know, it's not only just forgiving the person who hurt you, but yourself.
2: Yourself. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, the, the thing good. is, the, the healing takes as long as it takes. You know, a lot it of does. times we have this arbitrary clock. And one of the things I've noticed is the, mm-hmm. sh- I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't. This shouldn't happen. Shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't until it becomes unuseful it, it becomes mm-hmm. less useful the the ideal mm-hmm. um you know extreme you know we mentioned this before extreme cases of someone who loses a loved one are you going to mm-hmm. tell them how fast it, or exactly. how long they would you don't and you know sometimes and we think of loss as losing someone now of course you lose someone you love but there's different kind of losses people lose it their was. financial fact like if someone gets an, an illness that they're not able to work anymore that's a loss You're, of mobility yes, yeah. loss yes. of relationship so I think yeah that...
1: you were so right and um you brought a, a very good point there just now in that people um forgive at their own rate ri- there is no there is no um time to say oh you should get over this within mm. this period of time and I remember when the person told me that i needed to forgive um my friend and my my, my h- husband it was a struggle because i knew to myself that i could not do that and mm-hmm. um, without divine help and i remember i prayed it, it, it didn't just happen instantly
2: mm-hmm.
1: i prayed uh, sometimes at nights when I can't sleep, I lie in bed and I pray and I ask God for the strength to do to forgive. Because you know, as Christians, the Bible says if you can't forgive others, I can't. For- God says He can't forgive us if we mm. if we can if we don't forgive others. Mm. So I I know it was a, it over. It like, took a, a couple of months of mm. that praying and I'm um, trying to get the strength to to, to be able to, to to forgive. So it didn't just happen instantly yeah no so with it some people are easier to forgive than others or move on than others but but i there is no time to say within this time you know you should stop grieving for this person or you should forgive this person Mm. um and i remember when i was going through um my depression it's not until a lady, she was a counselor from our church. She called me and I was telling her what I was feeling. You know, I felt as though I had no energy to do anything. You know, mm-hmm. I felt so sad and and, and and didn't want to do anything and stuff like that. And she was saying to me, Delia, you are grieving the loss of your husband and your best friend. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I didn't realize that grieving... Mm-hmm. Or going through the, the the stages of grieving also happen when you lose your your you know through divorce or what you know I I only associated grief mm-hmm. with death, yeah. and as you rightly said grief <laughs> you mm-hmm. can grieve loss of your finances, loss mm-hmm. of people, and, and in different ways. So it's not just you know through death.
0: Yeah, and you know I, I was you know thinking about. Uh, a lot of times you mention the Bible, some verses. Um, when I think about Jacob and wrestling with God, like I, a lot of times, like when the struggles when I, um, being Christian, so I know not everyone listening is maybe faith based or not, and that's why I love this opportunity with Revive Ministries to kind of you know, when you have those m- medical missions and you go to other countries and you help. I'd like to give a platform so we could continue the dialogue. One thing I would say churches sometimes don't do well enough is they put this stuff under the rug (laughs) because it's messy Mm. and it's just too Mm. hard to talk about. But Mm. I think we can celebrate that we're all human. You know, at the same time, I find comfort just like you mentioned. I find comfort. The Emmanuel, God with us, God is with us. That kind of, and uh, the other aspect of that is um, there's this one portion, and because I wasn't in the faith till I was older in my adult life, was um, uh, there's a part in the Old Testament where it said the, uh, that God has no end, like edges, which I like because it kind of makes me feel that God, like, there's not something we could put in a little box in the Mm -hmm. sense of that so there's something comforting of that unknown and uh and also that you know you have something outside of yourself Um, they -hmm. always say Mm -hmm. it's hard to kind of heal especially when there's people so close to it you can't be a doctor to your family (laughs) You can't be a a lawyer to your family you're too close you're gonna be biased you're gonna be So at the same time you know it's it's nice to find something that you could could ground you that doesn't get yourself in the way of yourself that makes sense
1: yeah i understand what you you um you're saying because at times when people you know when they read my book and they realize you know the trauma and everything that i went through they're like um how how did your faith help you going through this Mm. and i often say at times honestly at times i felt like god was not there i felt alone i felt like god had forsaken me but Mm. even with those feelings I always held on to God. I always held on to my faith. I never let go because I knew if I, if it wasn't for God and my faith,
2: mm-hmm. I
1: would not have been able to make it through that situation. Yeah. It yeah. was a very, very difficult situation. If I didn't hold on to God and my faith, it, it would have been a different story. I might have gone mentally insane or might have done something crazy and hurt myself or hurt them. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear all the crazy stories about what happens. I call it the dark side of infidelity, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I talk about in my book. And we're talking about connections here. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I, even after, as I said, I I feel like I I have a mission. I'm very passionate about this mission. Um, And my mission is to help 10,000 and more women, uh, people find happiness again yeah and that is this is why i put myself out there if there's anybody who's listening to me and they feel as though that they're really struggling and they they feel like they don't know you know where you know what to do where to go next they feel alone and they just want to reach out and find out you know how how did i make it what 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 can i what um advice i would give them i mean I'm not a therapist, but mm. sometimes it's good to talk to somebody who have made it through a difficult situation mm. uh, because they, 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 they're able to understand your situation better. So mm. I do put myself out there. Anybody who is listening, they want mm. to, to reach out to me. Um, they can contact me on my email address, which is you can be happy again mm-hmm. Two figure two at gmail.com they can contact me and then i can drop them my my number and we can we can take it from there because i believe that there are people out there who are really suffering in silence and i want to make that connection to make a difference and to help Mm. to help others which i think is, is is so important
0: yeah and um just those those who are listening all that information will be in the notes underneath, so you could you could reach out to Delia, and you can find out. Also, I'm gonna put in what she mentioned the her book that she uh, that's on Amazon. All those links will be underneath, so I would encourage you guys to check it out. As we wrap up, I want to ask you. You know, we talked about a lot. It's been wonderful to have you on, Delia. I want to ask you, and you mentioned a lot of lessons, but what has been One of the biggest lessons you learned When it comes to connecting Or maybe Better yet uh, What are one of the biggest Lessons you learned going through what you've been Through and Mm -hmm. still connecting Let's go there let's let's make it a little bit more (laughs) Appropriate (laughs)
1: All right. Yes. So, um, the thing is in my book at the end of each chapter, I do have some important lessons that I learned because, um, what, what I would like to do, I would like people to look at my experience and try and avoid making the same mistakes that I made, try and make better decisions. So at the end of each chapter, I do have lessons that I have learned and also there are a lot of tips there um chapter nine talks about how to how we can find happiness again there are a number of tips there knowing when to let go um i also deal about deal with forgiveness and um loving yourself spending time with yourself and taking care of yourself because you know as women sometimes we get caught up taking care of the husband taking care of the children um, doing the chores maybe pursuing our career and we don't stop and take time for ourselves and and um, that can be quite detrimental in terms of your mental well-being where the stress level is so high and you know it's like you don't you don't recharge we need time to recharge stop and recharge so that we can go again Uh, and
0: so go ahead sorry
1: yes uh, and um it's 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 so important that we try and reach out and help each other. So one of the things that I have learned is, you know, it's it's made me want to be more. Uh, con- it made me. My experience has made me want to connect more with others because mm-hmm. I want to help them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so so that's one of the the the, the major things of that has. I have gained throughout all of this the desire and the need to connect more. Draw, draw away from the the um, <laughs> introvert bit and, mm. and uh, you know reach out more and connect more.
0: Yeah, there's, there's a ta- there's this idea of healthy tension. You know, healthy tension mm. is putting yourself out there. You know, as a kid, you might be your parents might have you do something you didn't want to do, but they're encouraging you to kind of get yourself out there but one thing i also you know looking at notable people in in history i think of albert einstein and a lot of people like oh he's just smart but one thing he says and i thought like what he says i have no special talent i'm only passionately curious i encourage Mm -hmm. everyone to stay curious when we're little we're curious we work things out why is this you know we may irritate our parents why 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 but at the same time ask yourself why why are you struggling? Why, maybe maybe staying more present. Maybe, you know, just like you say, if you're an introvert, maybe it's best that you try to get out of your shell. Do something. Yeah. yeah and say, you know, oh I, I never do that. Well, you know, being a little bit uncomfortable, it's not always so bad. You know, you know, a lot of times we learn a lot from ourselves. And I just, mm-hmm. you know, and I also would say thank you. Thank you, Delia, for coming on. It was great to have you and sharing your thoughts and those who are listening, like I said, all all her information, how to reach her, how to find her book will be in the notes. Any final thoughts you want to share?
1: Okay. I, I just want to encourage people to, if you're struggling, if you're, don't stay and suffer in silence. Reach out. Try and make connections. Try and talk to somebody. And, and... And the, the flip side of that, if you see somebody struggling, don't just ignore them. Try and reach out. Try and connect, because we all need each other. Yeah. We that God made us like that. We are social people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, we need to socialize and 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 uh, connect with each other. So, my encouragement is to stay connected, be connected. <laughs> And most of all, stay connected to
0: God. Mm. And I would say um, a little self-care is better than no self-care. So if it's, if it's five minutes, ten minutes, you need to take that break, take that break. Um, yes. Learn to say no. <laughs> Sounds weird, but learn to say no sometimes. Um, and I just want to say thank you so much, Delia, for coming on and sharing your insight. I want to share with those who are listening, watching. Uh, remember to stay updated with Rev- Revive Ministry throughout various platforms. Rev- Reviveministriesfl.com is our website. You, you, can wa- you can listen to the audio there. We have links to YouTube where you can also saw the, see the video version. I'm going to leave you with this last quote. I think it's, not- uh, it's appropriate. Um, and it's from Coretta Scott King. You know, <laughs> The greatness of a community is most accurately measured
2: by the compassion actions of its members.